Hi, I'm Julie Jones with Remax Metro. And I'm David Van with Remax Metro and Real Property St. Pete Podcast. Welcome. We're glad to have you today. Thank you for listening. Yes, thanks for being here. It's my favorite episode, you know, because it's time to talk about the numbers. We got the numbers out from March of 2023. Right, which were released in late April which is now. And so this is up-to-date information from the Pinellas Realtor Organization. I'm going to start talking about a couple of things quickly, and I'm just going to read off some statistics about the single-family homes, townhomes, and condos all combined for Pinellas County. Give it to us. Okay. Closed sales down 12.5%, 2,151 sales in March of 22, now 1,879 in March of 23. Paid in cash down 15.5% from 1,000 to 850. And I'll round some numbers. New pending sales down 13.5% from 2,200 to 1,900. New listings down 12% from 2,300 to 2,055. Pending inventory down 19.8%. Down 20% pending inventory from 2,650 to 2,120. It's a lot of downs, and they're all double digits downs. I have one more statistic. This one is up, and I'll let you guess which one it is. It's active listings. Inventory is up 139%. So that means it's more than doubled from March of 22 when there was 1,400 properties for sale. Now there's 3,400 properties for sale. That's a good thing though. That's great for buyers. It's great for buyers because they have some time to think about it. They've got some different properties to look at. They can start to weigh what's important to them and make a decision about what to buy. And I think that's reflected in the other most important statistic that I wanted to talk about, which is days on market. Days on market is up over 400%. So it's four times longer. That sounds ugly, but it really isn't. It means that it's average of 27 days on market. The average of 27 days on market is a trend that we've been talking about for the last several months that days on market is increasing and it does make for a little less fast and furious and it's still not a bad result. I think it just allows the market to not be completely crazy and for there to be some time. But sellers do get nervous when you go over two weeks and don't get an offer, don't you think? Yeah, I'm hearing that from a number of my clients, for sure. I'm trying to set the expectation with this, and it's really illustrates the importance of knowing what these statistics look like so you can plan for them time-wise. You know, real estate is very simple, time or money. If you have the wrong price, it's going to take more time. So it actually is five days on the market in March of 22 and 27 days in March of 23. That's a 440% increase. But again, I feel just fine with that. And the other thing that we have talked about a lot is absorption rate. And we're now going to be talking about single family homes. The months of supply of single family homes was less than a month, 0.7 in March of 22. Now it's almost two months of inventory 1.7 months. So there's a little more inventory on the market. We see that. And the sales rate, although everything looks like it's down 15 or 20%, all the properties that are on the market sell in 1.7 months. That's like 45 days to sell all the property on the market. That's an important piece of knowledge. Yeah. So when you open up the newspaper and you see everything's down 15 to 20%, you're like, wow, the market's really tanking. Well, I just think people are taking a little more time to think about what they want to buy. They're being a little more discriminating because there's 140% more properties on the market, 3,500 versus 1,500. That means there's some stuff to look at. 
and more stuff's coming on. I think that's good. I think it's healthy, but don't be fooled. I mean, 1.7 months absorption rate is 45 days to sell everything. This is just really a repeat of what we've been seeing trending. Statistics are down, 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 down. The trend isn't really that different. Right. And what I'm referring to is really that we could be in a similar situation to what we've been in before, where that inventory just goes away pretty quickly. We saw it disappear completely in just two or three months at the end of 20, was that end of 21? And I'm not usually one to push, like if you see something and you're hesitating that you think the market prices are going to go down and or the market's going to change drastically. We have been discussing this month after month. That's not going to happen. It will be fun to watch and see how the statistics change into spring because, you know, this is end of March that we're talking about, even though it's in April. This is spring selling season. It's a busy time for us. Historically, in a normal market condition, which we're moving closer to a normal market condition, this is prime time for us to see sales increase. So there's one couple of metrics that I think are a little bit interesting in what we're seeing, and it's price. The median sale price has been in the 20s and then in the teens and then in the 10s and then it was zero. So it was flat in January of 23, up 4.6% in February. Now it's up 2.3%. So that's the lowest upward trend other than the flat line in January. I mean, so when we go back to March of 22, the median sale price was up 28% year over year. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yay if you're selling. Right. I mean, up 26% in April of 22, up 27% in May of 22, and a paltry 20% in July. (laughs) Paltry. Paltry. That was an interesting choice of words. (laughs) So anyway, we creep down 13, 19, 10, 10, 0, 5, 2. Now, the average sale price... Again, March of 22, 20%, 21%, May of 22, up 32%, up 23%. I mean, big numbers. We hit November of 22, up 5%, December 9%, January 4%, February 8%, March down 1.1%. I had a question, which is, I wonder if the actual sale prices were driving that information. Well, I mean, I think the thing that's interesting when I look at this is you would think that if we were up every month, we would always have an average sale price that was higher, but that's not the case. It's month over month. So it's crazy because the numbers go starting in March of 22, 580, 583, 613, 600, 585, 558, 5 30, 578, 532, 599, 552, 579, and now this year, month of March, 574. I remember when the average sale price was 198. Right. I mean, you know, completely different situation. We've been through this a long time, but it sort of almost says that the most expensive houses sell in May. So those of you listening that live in luxury properties and are thinking about selling, now's the time to get on the market. Right, because that's when they sell. There's a lot of down stats in terms of the activity of sales, but the inventory is up. A lot of people have a lot more choices to purchase. But when the average day on market is 27, I mean, you don't have a lot of time to wait. Before making changes if you're not selling. Right. Well, so on days on market, expectations is everything. 
So planning ahead, knowing that you're not going to sell in one week or three weeks, it's going to be more likely one month or one and a half months, depending on your pricing strategy. We're going to keep a watch on this trend to see where it goes. It's the importance of listening in to hear what's happening and understanding the market so you can use that to help you make decisions. Look, if you are making a contingent offer on a home you want to purchase, knowing that you're going to have 30 days before your home might sell might make a different decision about how you price it. And so that's probably the poignant piece of this. You need to plan. You need to know that it's going to take 30 days solidly. Now, I would also add to that because all that's true. But I think the work that you do to your house to prepare to sell at this point, when you know you're going to go out there for two or three weeks, if it's spending some money on staging or if it's some painting or whatever the things that are the great objection to your house, you need to know that the buyers are going to be a little pickier at this point in the game. Because there's more inventory, more choices, and they know that homes are not selling in the first week. Right. So get it right before you go out there and then expect to be on the market 30 days. You know, someone gave me a good statistic and I think it's a pretty valid one. It's not always the case. It depends on how you maintain your home and how ready you are for sale. But your preparation for sale usually should be about 1% of the sale price of your home. So you should be investing in, you know, if you have a $500,000 home, then you should be investing $5,000 on getting the house ready. And you usually will get a return on that. There's no question you get the return on that money if you do that work. That's not to mention that if you go to contract in one to two weeks instead of three to four weeks, that's going to expedite the closing much more quickly and you'll hold the property less time. So selling more quickly is definitely a way to make more money on your house. Perfect. So I thought it might be worth having a quick conversation about what you're seeing out there. You've got some stuff on the market. How many things, how quickly are those things selling? You have some listings out there that are selling quickly? I do. Actually, most of the single family homes that I've been listing are selling fairly quickly. And I'm using a combination of price strategy if the condition's not great. Before we started recording today, I was telling David about my new listing at 230 33rd Avenue North because my phone was ringing and ringing ringing and, and ringing more text messages <laughs> and showing requests so it was pretty exciting it's a property that's in a great location of coffee pot and it's a three bedroom two bath pool home and one of the really nice features of the home it has a 2019 built garage that is two car tandem but with exceptional workshop storage the measurement of the garage is 16 feet by 23 feet with a 10 foot ceiling So if you like projects or a car person, the lot is oversized and the garage is oversized. It's a great opportunity for someone. Now, does that have alley access? It does. And there's lots of parking in the alley. She bumped the fence in so you can get cars parked in the alley in addition to two cars parked in the garage. Wow. It's not in a flood zone. So it's flood zone X. I got some help from a flood insurance agent to confirm that it is flood zone X and Property's priced at $699. I'm excited to share it with the market and see the response already. So I'm excited because my phone is ringing off the hook, and hopefully that will be another single-family home listing that sells quickly. I think it will, and I think it's going to sell for more than list price. So on the converse, I just listed something in Clearwater that's an attached single-family dwelling, and. It wasn't in good shape. You know, the owner admitted she had some things that were deferred maintenance. And so 
we made sure our pricing strategy was, I would say it was still favorable to her, but wasn't overpriced. And we ended up with three offers. You accounted for some of the work that needed to be done in the pricing? We did. And indicated that the seller was was motivated so that someone would understand that there could be some negotiations. And, And there were some negotiations on the price. So that was a good success. How many days to contract there? I believe it's four. Four days. Great pricing strategy. It was a one level walk up. And, you know, there's some real value to that. Not as much of that exists in our market. And in that particular community, the majority of the properties were two story. And so that created extra demand. Right, right. Yeah. A new listing that I have in Snow Isle, it took about two and a half weeks to sell, but it's, you know, over a million dollars, great backyard and an opportunity to have a pool. Desirable location. Really nice location. Snow Isle Boulevard is a beautiful road. So close to the Vinoy Golf Course and Club. Anyway, We did some staging. We got it set up. It looks beautiful. And we had about 25 showings in two weeks. Wow, that's a lot. It was a ton of showing activity. And we made a deal. You found the right buyer. We did. So on the converse, some of the older buildings in our market who are going to be subjected to the milestone inspection are experiencing some slowness as a result of that. And it's definitely a factor in Mm -hmm. decision-making for both buyers and sellers on what they want to do. I think that's right. We've been out looking at a lot of condos and I know that that's a factor in these condos. So everybody's dealing with it. You need to be aware as a buyer, if there are any assessments in place or are there larger monthly periodic assessments that are going to be increasing significantly. And ask the questions whether the milestone inspection has been completed because there is a pretty lengthy time frame in which the condos have in order to do that. So it's a good question. Let's maybe put some focus on seeing what happens with the condo market and the statistics for that. We usually focus predominantly on single family, but it will be an interesting trend to follow. Yes, I agree. The condo market is popular and everybody needs to know about this issue. It's also affecting homeowners associations. I live in a community that is deed restricted and has a homeowners association that is required. And we are finding that the insurance policies that the homeowners association holds on common properties as well as anything to do with a townhouse or uh, an attached unit those policies held by the homeowners association are apocalyptic expensive yeah so be ready to find out whether you will still have that policy or not Well, that's something I think trending wise too would be interesting to see. You know, we have a lot of down, down, down. You know, market values don't seem to have been hit with as many downs as all the other statistics, but it would be interesting to see that trend because there are some things coming. Things like changes in insurance premiums, changes in flood insurance premiums, changes in interest rates and what your credit score looks like and how that's going to impact you, maybe affecting the market. So those are things to come and things for us to be focused on in this coming spring, summer season. There's so much to talk about. We hope you'll listen in again to see what happens with next month's. Yes, always my favorite thing and love kicking it around with Julie Jones. Thanks for listening. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with Real Property St. Pete Podcast. <laughs>